This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Walking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Read. I have one thing to say. You better work. Three snaps up, three snaps up. Oh, did you see the circus? Yesterday outside of the Manhattan Criminal Court building where the former president, Donald Trump, was arraigned on the indictment. He was fingerprinted, not photographed, not handcuffed, and then released in his own recognizance to head back to Mar-a-Lago to give a presentation to the nation. But before that... Uh, You had Trumpers on one side dressed in red, and you had the anti-Trumpers on the other side, the socialists, dressed in blue. And it almost looked like a clash of Bloods versus Crips if you didn't have ten cops for every one demonstrator who was on triple overtime. And guess who's paying for that? It ain't the federal government. It ain't Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. It's us, the sucker taxpayers, in addition to the $4 billion for the illegal aliens who are probably down there looking and saying, isn't it great to be in America where you can express yourself? But first off, there was the sachet composé, three snaps up, who showed up to join the pro-Trumpers. It was George Santos, who disgraziata, the shanda. I'm surprised who he didn't show up and drag. As the drag queen he was for three years in Rio de Janeiro, constantly competing in contests to become Miss Rio de Janeiro drag queen for the annual Carnival. You see, if he had, he would have been welcomed by the anti-Trumpers, the socialists, who love drag queens and want them doing uh, one hour of reading to the little kitty poos in a library near you. Drag queen reading hour, right? He could have been accepted by both sides. Thankfully, a lot of the uh, pro-Trumpers even booed George Santos. But remember, as we are now in the throes of Passover, starting today and going to April 15th, remember the statements of George Santos, who declared himself to be gay, a Latino, and of course, 
Jewish. So as I've said many times, and I think you've heard me say this, I always joke, I'm Catholic, but I'm also Jew-ish, as in ish. Uh, and I've made that joke because growing up, I grew up fully aware that my grandparents were Jewish, came from, from a Jewish family, and they were refugees to Brazil. And that was always a story I grew up with, and I've always known it very well. And I've told it the way it was told to me. Now, if if it, it just strikes me so odd that people are rushing to disinherit me from being Jewish or for even allowing to care for Israel and Judaism in a time and an era where anti-Semitism is at a all-time rise. And here's somebody who actually cares about Jews, cares about uh, uh, um, Israel, and somebody who's willing to fight for them. And and we have people pushing me away. It's, you know, I got a text from somebody today who says, George, I don't care what they say. You're still an MOT. And I'm sure you know what an MOT is. Um, right. Member of the tribe. Oh, <laughs> member of the tribe. Yeah. Thank God some of the pro-Trumpers yesterday outside the courtroom hooted and howled at him and told him to get out of here. Now, you know, the next picture is going to be a George Santos at the Passover Seder, right? You know. That's the next picture we're going to see. But it wasn't just George Santos. Who was everybody waiting for? Marjorie Taylor Greene, fresh off of her interview on 60 Minutes the night before with Leslie Stowe when she labeled every Democrat a pedophile. Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. So now, what did she say yesterday to add insult to injury to all Democrats, including moderate Democrats? She said the Democratic Party and Democrats in government are Antifa. Again, I'm going to repeat this woman that so many of you have turned into a heroine, you know, as if all of a sudden she is the face of the Republican uh, Party. She's a bruta faccia. The Democratic Party and Democrats in government are Antifa. And I know some of you believe that crap out there. As she was like the bell of the ball, the pro-Trumpers couldn't get enough of Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then she flew down to Mar-a-Lago, and once the former president was finished his uh, speech to the nation, she was walking down the middle of the aisle. Everybody there was high-fiving her, again saying, Vice President, Vice President. They want her to be the vice presidential candidate for Donald Trump. Or maybe it would be Carrie Lake. This is the the magicians down at Maricopa County. They magically appeared. They didn't have enough cheating by two days after the election. They had to inject 25,000 more votes. These people are crooks. They need to be locked up. Now, here we go with the locking them up. Here we go, Carrie. That's like uh, 2016, right? Lock her up, lock her up. Carrie, you lost. You're an election denier. You lost. So who is the second bell of the ball to walk down the middle aisle at Mar-a-Lago once former President Donald Trump was finished his speech? Yes, Carrie Lake. And some of the crowd was saying, Vice President, Vice President. It's a bunch of screwballs, crackpots, nutjobs. But then on the other side with the Crips, those who were dressed all in blue, you had the leader of the pack of the socialists. It was Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman, who was screaming and yelling and hollering at every microphone that he could find. 
as he turned into the socialist Lenslice. You know, America needs a reckoning, and I think Trump is essential to that reckoning. Um, America needs a reckoning? And Trump is essential to that reckoning. Could I, could I hear that again, Lou? I, I, I just can't wrap my medulla and cerebellum around that. You know, America needs a reckoning, and I think Trump is essential to that reckoning. And Trump is essential to that reckoning. So let's, uh, let's indict him and convict him of trumped up charges, right? You like that, trumped up charges. What nonsense. Meantime, he's screaming at any reporter that he could find. He is truly lens lice on the left. Leader of the Socialist Pact, leader of those who hate America, leader of those who would like to replace capitalism at the epicenter of New York City with socialism. Jamal Bowman went on to say it's about time. And, you know, he should also be put in handcuffs. Poor black and brown people are put in handcuffs all the time for things. Get this. Like jumping turnstiles. When is the last time, Jamal Bowen, you saw anybody putting handcuffs for jumping turnstiles? It's the Irish sweepstakes. I don't care if you're black, Hispanic, white, Asian. I don't care if you're a tourist or if you're a local yokel. If you do fair invasion, if you go under the turnstile, over the turnstile, if you go through the gate, nothing happens to you, Jamal Bowen, showing you how disconnected you are with your constituents in the Bronx, part of whom you represent, the Bronx. And Westchester. And by the way, one third of the people are not paying their bus fare in the Bronx, especially along, oh my God, Third Avenue. Hey, almost nobody pays. What the hell are you talking about? Nobody gets arrested. And then, ladies and gentlemen, of course, there was Jumani Williams, the do nothing public advocate, a position that was created for everybody to basically siphon off the taxpayers' trough so they could run for higher office. And he's done that on a few occasions. In fact, he was out there screaming with his homeboy, Jamal Bowman, at the Trumpers. He was with the socialists and the anti-Trumpers. And immediately he sent out an email, of which I received, bang. Donations for New York City residents up to $250 are eligible to be matched by 8 to 1. Please contribute to me as I fight white supremacy. Is that your role as public advocate, to fight white supremacy? Again, I'll take you up into the aisles of Bed Bath & Beyond before they close in Columbus Circle as that company has gone bankrupt. We can stand in the white sheets and white pillowcase aisle. There's a sale going on. Basically, they're trying to sell everything in stock. And we'll see if any white supremacists show up. Not. And then, of course, oh, my God, and I predicted this. So many of you were listening to the candidate vows who called up, who was ahead after the first round of the election in Chicago to become mayor, who had been the former superintendent of schools, who was considered a moderate Democrat because they don't have any Republicans in the city of uh, Chicago. Ever since, there was uh, Big Bill Thompson, who was in the back pocket of Al Capone, who was a Republican at that time. They haven't had a Republican since. So here it is. You had Johnson, who beat Val's. Val's the moderate Democrat who appeared on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis and his guests on two separate occasions. And then speaking on behalf of the winner, the winner, a guy named Johnson, is more to the left than Beetlejuice was. The former mayor who didn't make it through the first round. That's right. What was it? Mayor Lightfoot, Lightweight, whatever her name. He's even further left. He's even further into defunding the police. He's even further into closing prisons. 
And this is what you have, ladies and gentlemen, and I predicted that's what was going to happen. But Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, what was he saying? Oh, this is going to lead to the destruction of the far-left mayors who want no law and order and want to defund the police. Where was Eric Adams last night in commenting on how a socialist more extreme than his former friend, Fairweather friend, uh, <laughs> Lightfoot, more, more anti-cop, more anti-prison than him. And then look down at Austin, which is like uh, a liberal city, an uber-liberal city in Texas, where the assistant to the mayor is a uh, what he calls a self-appointed activist, you know, Black Lives Matter, which has become big, large mansions. And he has gone on record as saying, look, I don't want anybody to go to jail. I don't want anybody to go to prison. And in fact, I'll use myself as a personal example. If someone went into my grandma's house with an effing shotgun and blew her brains out, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to go through the whole effing array of human emotions. But at some point, if I'm able to really sit with that, there's no level of retribution that's going to make me feel any type of way. What do I actually gain by having this person who blew away my grandmother's brains all over her house with a shotgun? How are we to hold him accountable in a system like jail or prison? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the belief of the new mayor also in Chicago. This is the belief of AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her mini-me, the city councilwoman, Caban, that I'm fighting in Astoria as we speak and will fight all over the city. This is the craziness and insanity that appointed officials and elected officials could actually imagine a thug walking into the house of their grandmother, cocking a shotgun, blowing her brains out, and actually go in before a judge and say he should do no time at all, you know. And in fact, just release him into the community. This is the insanity we must continue to fight. Don't surrender. Don't retreat. We got to improve, not to flee and move. Either that or the socialists take over, which means the criminals win. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you, what have you sacrificed? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you, what have you sacrificed? Jesus Christ. Listening to WABC in the last few days, whether it's Greg Kelly, James Golden, I was transported back in time to the New Testament. I really, truly thought that some of our callers and listeners believe that, yes, Donald Trump is like Jesus Christ. Padre Filio. Spiritus Sancti. Here is a caller who called up James Golden and equates Donald Trump to Jesus Christ during this holy season, the end of Lent, Good Friday, and the resurrection on Easter Sunday. For Catholics, this is the 40 days of Lent that commemorates the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert. Uh, during that time, he was tempted by the enemy 
who most people call the devil. I don't even like to use the D word. Um, while he was waiting for his crucifixion and then to rise. Um, the, the Bible at Mass during Lent focuses on the 40 days. It's from the Book of Wisdom. Those that they, they find people to be obnoxious that are talking about morals uh, and issues and turning away from sinfulness. And I'm equating this to what they're doing to Donald Trump. I'm, by no means am I saying that he it belongs to be kept in the same company as Jesus. But the actions and the behaviors toward him and, as Donald Trump said, toward his supporters, they're being attacked. We are all being attacked. Donald Trump is not the only one. We need to pray for our country and we need to pray for President Donald John Trump. Padre Filium Spiritus Santum. I'm not the most religious person in the world. I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays, Lou. But if Donald Trump had been in the desert for 40 days, what was he, tempted by Stormy Daniels? And he gave money to a prostitute and had sex with her? Does that show any kind of morality? I mean, is that what Jesus would do? And then, of course, there was another holy roller who called up James Golden and said, said to her that Trump reminds her of the actual story of Jesus Christ. I am just sick to my stomach to see the greatest president in my lifetime, and I'm no spring chicken, um, in that courtroom today. How terrible. Uh, it reminds me of the story of Jesus and how Jesus sacrificed himself for the rest of us. And I feel like that is what Donald Trump is doing for all of us today. I must tell you, what a sacrifice. Uh, Lou, as soon as the indictment was unsealed, I got five, count them, five different texts and emails soliciting me for support for Donald Trump for the Republican nomination to take on Joe Biden. Five, and I'm sure others got more. They're making money hand over fist over this. Millions and millions and millions of dollars are pouring in. Jesus, what did he get? Bupkis, bupkis. But anyway, it continued. Another caller agreed with the previous caller, likening Trump to J.C. Jesus Christ. Any coincidence that this is Holy Week? We all know another famous figure was prosecuted by the highest court in the land and found guilty of doing what? Nothing. Does it feel like a slap in the face? Yes, it does. And Judeo-Christian beliefs are on the chopping block. The Judeo-Christian beliefs are on the chopping block here. Life as we know it is over, Lou, with the indictment of Donald Trump for paying hush-hush-mush-mush money so that the world would not know that he had sex with that puta, Stormy Daniels. And the other young lady, I forget what her name is, the Playboy model. Now he's claiming that he did not have sex with that woman. Gee, who said that previous to them and walked around with a Bible for months and months and months? Bill Clinton. Do we really believe that Donald Trump did not have sex with Stormy Daniels or the Playboy model. Of course he did. But he will never acknowledge wrong. Never, never, never. And then it was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
the new face of the Republican Party. That's not my Republican Party. Ah, I'm telling you straight up. Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos, are you all out of your freaking minds? Listen to what she had to say. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes, let's... President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus, Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right. He's done nothing wrong. He's perfect. He's like Jesus Christ. Could I hear that again from Marjorie Taylor Greene? She equated Donald Trump to Nelson Mandela. By the way, I have guardian angels in Cape Town. I've been to Robbins Island where Nelson Mandela was housed for many, many years. And what he would do every day with the rest of the political prisoners of the Afrikaners would have to be busting rock, digging holes, and then filling holes endlessly. Somehow, I don't think that that's what Donald Trump is doing down in Mar-a-Lago after he has been so victimized. He's probably playing golf today on one of his many golf courses in Palm Beach County. Four! But what did the woman who wants to be the vice presidential running mate, Marjorie Taylor Greene, never trust anybody with three names, say yesterday about her benefactor, the former president, Donald Trump? President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. Jesus, Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments. And it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening, but I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. He's, yep. he's done everything right. It's Passover, the beginning of 10 days. There's the Passover Seder, the no doubt George Santos, the Udiscraziata, the Shanda will attend and photograph and photobomb out to the world, claiming he is Jewish. Best friends, Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Green. <laughs> this is a bunch of nuts, screwballs, crackpots. Who were there yesterday to support Donald Trump in his inquisition. But like Jesus, who was being charged by the Pharisees with being a false Mashiach. And all of a sudden, Pontius Pilate said, Well, how about Barabbas? He's a murderer. He's a robber. He's a thief. He's a predicate felon. How about we crucify him and not, not Jesus for being the false Mashiach? And the Pharisees, Tish James, Attorney General of New York, and Alvin Bragg, Manhattan prosecutor, said, no. We want to crucify Jesus Christ, also known as Donald Trump. And Kathy Hochul, who is the Punches pilot, just, uh, well, she wiped her hands of it all and said, I will not remove Alvin Bragg for malfeasance, for failing to do his job. I will... I will let uh, the Pharisees have their choice of crucifying Jesus, a.k.a. Donald Trump. 
And then finally, it's almost like we reverted, not to a Roman Catholic church that focused on the crucifixion, but to a Protestant church where they focus on the resurrection. It makes me so emotional to be able to speak out and say that we will prevail, righteous will prevail. The righteous will prevail. It's almost as if I'm sitting in the pew of a Protestant church, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Baptist. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Righteousness will prevail. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Donald Trump will ascend to the throne again and become the next president of the United States because of righteousness that will prevail. Ladies and gentlemen, have we lost our minds? I want Trump out. I want Biden out. Out with the old, in with the new. I don't want to redo the 2016 election in which the Trumpers were screaming, lock her up. I don't want to redo the 2020 election in which now the Bidenites are screaming, lock him up, lock him up. It's over. It's time to move on. And no better case than when we saw my husband-in-law. That's right, David Patterson, the former governor of the state of New York, make one of his many appearances on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion. He dared suggest that maybe there was merit to this indictment. And watch as he got his coulions, his three-piece set, his huevos chopped off on the most powerful talk radio station in the nation, WABC. I'm surprised at the volume of evidence they have. Now, uh, quantity does not uh, add up to a conviction. In other words, it has to be quality. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by volume? We're all shaking our heads. Where's the volume? Where's the content? It's like repetitive, it seems, Governor. They piled on on him. They didn't give my husband-in-law, the um, stepfather of my oldest son, Anthony, an opportunity to even... Sort of like engage in conversation all that. And boy, did he retreat. Uh, he was facing <laughs> animosity like you couldn't believe. Trump could do no wrong. Or as one of those callers said, Trump has never done anything wrong. He's perfecto. But it all, we all come circling back to Jamal Bowman, who was leading the mob of socialists, the anti-Trumpers, when he said, glory, glory, hallelujah, this was a day of reckoning. About- this is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Beat the Mets, beat the Mets. Come on out and beat the Mets. As everybody knows, ladies and gentlemen, I hate, I despise, I loathe the Mets. But I also say to Mets fans, if you truly are a Mets fan, you have to hate, loathe, despise the New York Yankees. That makes a real baseball fan. None of this politics, you know, I support both teams like all these politicians say, Democrats or Republicans, other than Rudy, my Cumbadicic. Who was a tried and true Yankee fan? You cut his veins and arteries. He bleed Yankee pinstripes, and he hated the Mets as I do. But I got to ask you, Lou. I know you're a tried and true uh, 
Met fan, as are most here who work at WABC, Justin Ellick. Obviously, Sid Rosenberg and the dearly departed uh, Bernard McGurk as we broadcast from his studio. These are hardcore Met fans, do or die, and they hated the Yankees. And I understand it. I respect that. But what the hell happened with the Brew Crew in Milwaukee? That's like the smallest franchise in all of baseball. Uh, slightly smaller than the Cincinnati Redlegs. I mean, Scherzer, right? Scherzer got rocked. Three home runs, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, three in a row by guys who don't normally hit home runs. Now I understand it was like frozen tundra in Milwaukee. You're off of Lake Michigan, and that wind, that cold wind can come blowing off of Lake Michigan into Brewer Stadium, Brew Crew Stadium, and slice you like it would slice uh, liverwurst which is very popular in Milwaukee because of all the Germans who settle in that area. But anyway, I I digress. So Scherzer gets rocked. And everybody says, oh, my God, Michael Cohen's investment. Three home runs. And then Beerlander, the other big investment, he's on the shelf with an injury. And then Carrasco, he got rocked. All of that in two days, 19 runs, no response by the Mets. Their bats were cold. Obviously, they're not going to be cold all uh, spring, summer, and into fall. Although I would have thought, Lou, the polar bear would have loved this weather, right? Alonzo, that's why they call him the polar bear. Nothing, nothing. And boy, Carrasco got lit up. 19 runs in two days. And meantime, while all of that is going, uh, going on, the total dissemination and uh, collapse of the New York Mets. And again, it's not going to be all season long, but this is not a good sign. This is not a good sign for Michael Cohen. Uh, what am I say? Did I say Michael Cohen? Notice. <laughs> I mixed up my Cohens. Michael Cohen, the Judas, right? Remember, tomorrow at what was the Passover Seder for Jesus, the Last Supper. That's right, Passover Seder, because they were all Jews, like Stephen Cohen and like Michael Cohen. I don't know why the hell I said that, but I did. I had to make up for equating the owner of the uh, New York Mets, Stephen Cohen, to Michael Cohen. Now, Michael Cohen went to to jail for lying and not paying his taxes. And Stephen Cohen should have been in jail for insider trading information. Preet Prahara at the time, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District, had him on the ropes. His number two guy did the time instead and took the rap. But Stephen Cohen provided hope. For all of you Met fans, right, Lou? Right, everybody out there in the newsroom, everybody on this floor where we broadcast for WABC, because he spent a ton of money, unlike the Will Ponzi's, Fred and his son, who were indebted to uh, the biggest crook of all, Bernie Madoff, until Sam Blankman Freed became the biggest crook with FTX, ripping off $38 billion for Sam Coin, which has now become Scam Coin. And so the thoughts were that the Mets would supersede expectations. And because Stephen Cohen, as a tried-and-true Met fan, i got to give him credit, he's always been a Met fan. He even uh, purchased a piece of the Mets uh, with Bill Maher. Remember when uh, the Will Ponzi's were so uh, desperate, they were selling pieces of the Mets. And as a result, you know, you would get a parking spot, you would get a jersey, <laughs> you would get to come see the games free. Oh, wow. That was a desperate times. I understand that, fans. 
But the fact of the matter is, is that as this baseball season progresses, maybe it could get us our mind off of all this mishigash going on with our election process with Donald Trump, what it looks like will be against Joe Biden again, the election of 2020. And as uh, all this is taking place, the collapse of the New York Mets, and even I hope that it doesn't remain this way all throughout the season. I want competitive baseball, just like I want competitive elections where you have candidates running who give you choice, not coronations, as unfortunately takes place in many parts of our tri-state area where it's normally a Democrat running with no competition whatsoever up and down the line. But this is equivalent to a reformation now. It's almost like a blood feud politically that Sicilians and Albanians take to their grave where it's an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, where it doesn't matter how many decades uh, go on, it doesn't matter how many deaths take place years after the indiscretion or the slight. But in the words of Jamal Bowman, this is what it's all about, the socialists. You know, America needs a reckoning, and I think Trump is essential to that reckoning. America needs a reckoning, and Trump is essential to that reckoning. So as we go into the holy season now, the Passover Seder, a good to the Last Supper, which was the Passover Seder for Jesus and his apostles, Good Friday, the crucifixion, and then the resurrection on Sunday. Think about how both sides are looking at this as if this is round two of the Reformation and the blood feud and blood vendetta of the Sicilians and the Albanians. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 